0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Friday, July 2nd, 2021, and this is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 68, the third paragraph, which starts with, we never apologize to anyone for depending on our Creator. Today's readers are Davilin E. for the 12 Steps and Christine G. for the 12 Traditions. The readers of the text are Vanita L., Tenson P., and Lisa B. is our backup today. The reference numbers for yesterday, July 1, 2021, For the 7 a.m. meeting, 17,265, 17,265. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 17,266, 17,266. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Davilin E. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Davilin.
1: Good morning, Penny. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you. My name is Davilyn E. And I am a compulsive overeater living in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs, past,
0: Thank you, Davil and E. And next, we're going to have Christine G. Read the twelfth traditions for us.
2: Christine.
3: Christine K- can G. Can I be heard?
2: Can there I you be heard? go.
3: Yes. Okay, I was talking. Sorry. This is Christine G, Greater Chicago Area, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three. property and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Eight, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Overeaters Anonymous, uh, that was seven. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before
0: personalities Past. Thank you, Christine G. And this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book. We are on page 68, the third paragraph, which begins with, We never apologize to anyone. And I'm going to ask Vanita L. to start us off this morning. Thank you, Vanita.
4: Good morning, everyone. Vanita L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Woodstock, Georgia. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator, We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be at once we commence to outgrow fear. So I once heard um, it said that the man that Christianity is based on said that his power came from his absolute dependence on God. And I just loved that because um, the, the ego, my ego thinks that power is being, you know, self-reliant but to someone who had such a great influence on the world you know to say his power came from his complete dependence on God and um, there's a story in the Bible when a woman is threatened to be stoned where he squats down and he um writes in his hand with his finger and I always had the sense he was like praying and going what do you do in this situation and he was waiting for some guidance um, I don't really identify as a Christian but I do appreciate that person and for me my goal is to become completely dependent on God and right now I'm trying to remember To rely on God more and more and more. Um, I always start 12 step calls with the serenity prayer to remember to surrender to something greater. And um, it is a thing of strength, right? That people of courage, women of courage, women of faith, you know, have laid down their bodies because they know they're not bodies, they know they were created as spirits primarily. And that the body, you know, is a temporary thing. I do want to say, though, for a lot of us, God is more than just a he, a she or a force or, you know, one friend of mine, it was some fiber optics of the universe. But whatever your higher power is, we have to remember this was based in a page, very patriarchal time and our culture is still patriarchal, so they use he a lot. But, um You know, all women of faith have courage. And um, instead, let her demonstrate through us what she can do. So whatever works for you, but may we all, my prayer for us all is that we remember a little bit more today to depend upon our creator. And let that power and that force and that infinite intelligence um, and perfect help flow through us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vanita L. And now before I take a list of names of people who would like to share on this paragraph, just a reminder that we do value everyone's experience, however we, we stay, however we um, limit our shares to every third day to give everyone a chance to be heard. And so who would like to share on this paragraph? I'll do my best to hear everyone.
5: Rachel K, Rachel, Larry G, Lisa B,
6: Pete B.
0: Oh, Wait a minute, P. Rachel K, Larry, was it Larry?
6: Pete, Larry G,
0: Larry G, and who was that? Larry? R. Lisa B, Linda, Lisa B, Lisa B. I got you, Lisa. Anyone else want to get in this list? Wanda R. Charles H. Uh, Katie G. Wanda R. Charles, H. K- Wanda R. Charles H. And Wanda, Wanda and, and Charles. That's that's going to be the list for now, okay? And Charles. All right. And if I don't have your last initial, please give it to us when you share. So we have Rachel K. Larry G. Linda, Lisa. Kate, Lisa B, Katie G, Wanda and Charles H. Okay, Rachel, would you please share? Hi, this is Rachel K from
5: California. And so it's uh, about a quarter after four here. So if, if this makes zero sense, I blame it on it being a quarter after four. Anyway, um, I love this paragraph. Um, and I like uh, the line that says that we outgrow fear. You know, people talk about getting in touch with our inner child. For me, the process of recovery was all about getting in touch with my inner adult. It was about putting my big girl panties on, you know, and um, and and saying, look, I am, I am with God. You know, of myself, I am nothing. The Father doeth the work works, but with God, I, I, can, I, I can match calamity with serenity. You know there is nothing that with God that the two of us can't face together um, and that we don't have to be brought down by small what we what I perceive as small slights or people not liking me, or um, you know scary situations at work right now I'm just dealing with I have a I'm gonna a a, a new job and there's this project that I thought I understood and I don't know diddly what I'm doing I mean everything I thought I knew I don't know and I want to cower in the corner and say no this is too big for me but you know of myself I am nothing but with the father you know i i can do you know we can face this together um you know i outgrow that cowering child sitting in the corner with you know my bags and bags of food cuz this little baby could eat um you know i outgrow that and i become able to say okay god help me just one thing at a time face face this fear face this, um, this worry, this panic that people are going to think I'm stupid, that that they're going to think that, that what is she doing here? You know, who gave her this position? Um, she doesn't know what she's doing. it, it, because with God, all things are possible one day at a time, as long as I surrender and, and turn it all over to him and don't try to face the lions by myself, um, so anyway, um, everybody have a great holiday weekend,
0: and I pass thank you rachel k Larry G. It's your turn.
6: <clears throat> My name is uh Larry G, and I'm from California uh yeah, don't be impressed at four o'clock in the morning because there was many mornings I was uh eating compulsively at four o'clock in the morning um. Uh, the, the big book was put in my hands. The very big book I have today was put in my hands on August 2nd, 1981. And I don't, I don't say that to impress you, but I, I say that because uh, this has probably been the most important pages in my spiritual development. Um, Space 67 and 68, especially this paragraph. And it's given me so much comfort. Um, I probably have written hundred and one fear inventories over recent in inventories. I've been really at times crippled with fear over the last forty years and uh, it says that we outgrow fear. and uh, my experience is yes, I outgrow fear, but sometimes just only for twenty four hours and I have to keep I have to keep that uh, with a spiritual practice. Um, and I often ask myself what, what do you have to fear? if you believe it, there's a power greater self. Uh, I have a lot to fear without God. And um, I can prove it because on May of last year, I had a, uh, a profound alteration um, to my reaction to life that such a change to how I've been brought about myself alone. That's right out of the spiritual experience. And my spiritual experience was that it wasn't about the food anymore. It was about the fact that I just could no longer live life without God. And um, I just came out of a really toxic situation. Uh, My wife's beloved family, just just like my family, um, a bunch of uh, crazy alcoholics. And uh, there was a counter, which I, it was just full of salty snacks and sugar and flower and i can tell you that today i am calling as a recovered members program and the only way that i got through that situation was constant contact with god because alone i would have come back you know a sick and dying drunk so i thank a vision for you i thank my original sponsor for taking these steps and my sponsor today who continues to work with me and all the beloved always on this phone so thank you and i pass
0: And thank you, Larry G. And next, we have Linda. And Linda, you give me your initial of your last
6: name, please. Linda? Star
0: one, if you can. Perhaps Linda's having trouble unmuting. Well, let's go to Lisa B. And then we'll come back and call on Linda. Lisa?
7: Yes. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, in South Carolina. Um, I love this passage. I just love it. And I, the, two, the first few shares have really spoke to my heart. Um, courage, the ability to do something that frightens me, you know, and I am in a state of fear. Most of the time, I don't realize it, though. And then um, that word depend, you know, depend on, we never apologize for God. And it says, um, let's see here. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. It's the way of strength. I forgot where that word depend is, but I looked it up and depend just means rest on God, you know, and I love using this as a prayer. It says, instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. And I use that as a prayer. You know, God, please demonstrate through me what you can do. You be the energy and the power that moves through me. I don't want my power. My power is not sufficient. I don't have the power, you know, and, um, and then it says that once we can commence to outgrow fear and, as an addict, you know, I don't like that fear just means facing things. I mean, courage means facing things. I I like to just run and hide. I remember when I was learning to drive and I said to my father, I think if an ambulance comes up behind me, I'm just going to get out of the car and run. You know, (laughs) I didn't want to have to deal with how to maneuver the car. And um, that's how I can deal with life. And then when it talks about spirituality, That's being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material and physical things. And the world of the spirit, you know, that's the promise of the 10th step. And that's where contentment and joy and peace, that's where it rests, you know. And I need to seek that world like my life depends on it because it does. It is another world. And I'm able to link into it as a result of going through the steps with a clear mind and body and abstinence, and I do it with a state of urgency, enthusiasm, because, um, you know, I know that there is no other hope for me. So I just wanted to share that, and I'm so glad to be here, and thank you all for your
0: service. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. And now we're going to go back and see if Linda is available. Linda? Okay. All right. And we'll go to Katie G. in Massachusetts. Good morning,
8: Katie. <clears throat> Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. Been in the room for 16 years. Don't I'm not saying that because I'm some great person, but um, I've been out of the food. I had a relapse five and a half years ago. <clears throat> and at some point, I shifted from apologizing for God you know, a lot of times on the line, I hear, oh, God, if you understand him, it's not spirituality, it's, re- it's not religion, it's spirituality, and all of this, like, qualification for God. I'm a real compulsive overeater. Um, I can't remember a time that I felt normal around food, around people. I can't remember a time that I wasn't completely filled with fear. I'm not today and it's because of the grace of God. I am not gonna apologize for God. And if I'm so concerned about a newcomer or somebody in relapse, not getting the program because of God, I hate to break it to you, but this program, the result of these steps is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So we gotta get God if we don't want to talk about it right now, I don't know what else. Like all I knew coming in was that anorexia and bulimia and compulsive eating were kicking me to the curb. And today I know there is a power greater than me that that allows me to be afraid, right? Like where there's fear, there is no faith. No, not at all. Where I have fear, that's where God is asking me to step out on the tightrope with him and say, I'm yours, God. I trust you. I'm going to try this thing called graduate school. I'm going to try this thing called a marriage. I'm going to try this thing called getting pregnant. And you know what? You are responsible for the result. And I may get hurt. In fact, I will. In fact, I will fall and I will hurt myself. And God willing, God with you as the result of these steps, Right, entire abstinence, step one, and then I go through the steps. The whole purpose of the steps is to give me God. The whole purpose to continue with the steps is to stay with God, right? And if at the end of my life I've lived a beautiful life and for some reason, wherever I'm going, they tell me there is no God, I don't care, right? I mean, at the end of my life, if I get where I'm going and there is a God and I haven't depended on him, how sad, right? So for me today, you know, I get to have faith because I reach my trembling hand out to God and I say, okay, God, let's go. I'm yours and I trust you. So uh, I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep showing up for God. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Katie G. Keep showing up. Wanda, it's your turn. Hey, everybody. I hope
9: everybody has a great day. This is... What I call surrender, God gave me strength to write it. At night you may have the gift of fright as you discover you want to recover from the eating disorder that takes over and practice the principles of what they wrote to learn to think about as they spoke so people will stop taking a poke at your figure or weight or and especially the doctor who who always raises the stakes. So you go to vision and gain perspective and challenge yourself and all your electives. You learn and learn and finally take your turn to burn with desire for recovery an abstinence that doesn't grow on a tree but is cultivated with work and patience and the 12 steps and a food plan that becomes a habit and it's a better one when day is done and gone is your fright as you live in the now and you're so happy you can laugh out loud and I Hope everyone has a great day.
0: And with that, I pass. Wanda, don't hang up. What is your please? What is your last initial? R. R. As in Robert.
9: <laughs> yeah, it could be.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for the poetry. <laughs> and next we have Charles H. Thank
2: Charles? you very much. There you go. Yeah. I have a delay button, Penny. I don't be going hard like like I used to. Um, <clears throat> so we never apologize to anyone for depending on our creator. Um, we never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate to us what he can do. So, you know, people say a lot of things, but um, if, if I don't utilize the fellowship as God with skin, then I, how can I demonstrate what he can do through us. Fear, uh, frustration, ego, anxiety, resentment. It's all fear-based, right? Um, Paradoxically, you know, by the way, also, it's the way of strength. You know, taking taking a high road and letting somebody send me on the street, you know, Charles H., he's from the hood, right? But, you know, paradoxically, taking a high road instead of Knocking them out or getting knocked out—it can go either way. I take the—I take the high road, you know. Um, I embrace my fears because that's who I am. I'm human. I don't. I, I, we trust infinite God instead of finite Charles or finite. Put your name where it is, right? You know, I could use this two and a half minutes to be like, God, 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 God. I don't care what you think. I don't care. And I don't say things and take it back like, you know, I don't mean to. No, no, I say what I say, and, 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 you, and, and, and you do what you do with what I say. Because what, what you say after what I say, I don't care because I'm living my life. You know, I could sound great in three minutes, but what am I doing in the rest of the, the, rest of the 86 or 85,000 uh, seconds of my life? Yeah, I'm doing these fear inventories on a daily basis. And shame on anybody that's coming online, talking about I didn't have a fear today. Shame on you for giving that message to the newcomer. You're softening the blow for them, and 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 you're not letting God demonstrate through you. We are not that recovered that Kryptonite can knock us the hell out. So with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Child, and I have a helper who let me know that I missed Pete B. Pete, are you there, and would you like to share?
10: Sure. Penny, can you hear me now?
0: I can. Are you in Massachusetts? I am in Massachusetts,
10: believe it or not, but thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) Uh, My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and grateful to be here. You know, this is yet again another opportunity in the book where, it, where, where the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, which differs from the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, or Overeaters Anonymous, differs from what is typically peddled in the meeting. It's, it's, it's explaining to us where our ultimate dependence needs to rely if we are, in fact, truly a compulsive overeater which means we are suffering from a condition that only a spiritual experience, not a psychological experience, will address, right? In this process, where we are right now is we're identifying the fears that reside in all human beings, but particularly acute in us. And we're seeking to have that fear uh, right-sized through this power that makes that possible. You know, I don't know where, I don't know where I, how I became a compulsive overeater, but the book tells me that if I start eating and I can't stop, and if I make a decision to stop and I find I cannot, that means that I have this condition, right? You know, when I was, when I, one of my earliest memories were of my parents saying, stop eating those nuts, put that ice cream away, put that cereal box away, it's hard to blame that on the buildup of my emotions. It's hard to say, well, you know, I was, you know, I've been built. No, I just, I had this condition. There's no explanation for it. And the only solution, the only solution is putting my trust and reliance in the God of my understanding. And this process right here is, is, is the process of identifying the things that have blocked me from having that relationship that needs to sustain me. Hey, look, man, this line can go down tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? The line can go down. I still have this disease. I may be isolated, right? My cell phone, all my things, they may go away. I have the most deadly disease on the face of this earth. What am I going to do? What am I going to do, right? It says in our creator, in God, period. It doesn't say in God, comma, right? Humans. Comma, my sponsor, comma, you know, a vision for you. It says in God, right? And we don't have to water it down just to make it sound more palatable. Trust in God, right? If you haven't gotten there yet, that's fine. The, the program says that I will be restored to sanity. I will get there. I might. End, I will be. I will be. I will return, right, to right thinking and understanding of what the situation is. And this book, right, written by professionals with experience, tells me that no human power, no human power, no mental defense, no code of morals or better philosophy of life will address it. Right? This isn't about weighing and measuring my food and how many string beans I ate and weighing and measuring my emotions and how I felt during the day. It's about the actions I take to demonstrate to the people about me, time, Pete, how my power is working in my life. And by God's grace and mercy, I walk a free man today, and I'm so very grateful to everybody here and without our
0: paths. Thank you for your share, t- Pete B. And I'm ready to take more um, names. And let me just let you know again that we are on page 68, the third paragraph. Which begins with we never apologize to anyone. And so um who would like to share? Barbara E. Barbara E. Okay. Emily D. E. Matthew. Who's after Matthew? Emily D. Emily D. Ken W H. Ken W H. Did it, Did I hear it, Joanne? Yes. Yeah. Joanne, your last initial. Well, we'll we'll get that hopefully when she she is. Anyone else? K D F. Katie F. Okay, I'm going to stop there for now, and I'm going to call on Barbara E. Barbara, good morning.
11: Good morning, everyone, on Independence Day weekend. Free to be abstinent from our obsession with food-related issues one day at a time and relying on God. But when I talk to a prospective member about our program, I stick to talking about my experience as a member of OA. I don't immediately bring God into the conversation. I talk about how I've been relieved of my compulsion to kill myself with food and how I sometimes feel that I'm learning to be more tolerant and accepting of others' opinions as a result of this program. And if the person seems really interested in what I'm talking about, we start reading the book and the God concept inevitably comes up. And there may be some hostility to the concept of spirituality and to, to the need for a power, even to the word God. For me, when I first joined away, I never thought of God as being a power that I might access to help me lose weight and change me as an entity or an energy that I might rely on. So with a newcomer, I don't lecture, but I don't apologize for my new reliance on God. When I sponsor someone, as we read about God, I don't shove it down their throat. Because if the word God drives them out of OA, excessive food will inevitably bring them back. Our book states that lack of power is our dilemma, and we had to find a power by which we could live. So I share, too, that I have had a their doubt and about a power, and if there is one, why would this power be available to me? But I also talk about my many failed attempts at dieting and staying away from going back to the food. I explained that my sponsor pointed out that I needed to find a God concept of my own making. And as long as I accepted that the power was not me or the scale in my bathroom, that in this program we learn we're not helpless, we're not hopeless, but we are powerless. So we seek a power that we can trust. And for me, that gives me the ability to relax and go with the flow and know that I don't have to do it all on my own. For me, I love the prayer of St. Francis. I think it embodies, embodies everything I desire, I aspire to be but I know that I'm not perfect, I'm just a human being. So I wake up every morning and say the 11 step prayer and a few others and stick to my abstinent food plan. Yes, I do. I call my sponsor, I speak to others, I do service, I go to meeting, and I know at the end of the day I did the best I could do. And with God walking beside me, perhaps I can do better tomorrow. I have faith and I no longer live in fear. Remembering that fear can mean face everything and recover. I love that. And I have faith and I believe Fine, there's a God. Thank you. I believe there's a God that will protect me as I go into surgery this month. Thank you. I've asked.
0: Okay. Thank you, Barbara E. And Matthew, you're next. And uh, your last initial, please. Matthew. I know there's been trouble with muting hear you now. There you go.
12: Okay, thank you. Hi everyone, it's Matthew B from Long Island, New York. <laughs> grateful to be on the line today. Grateful compulsive eater. Um grateful for the words in this in this paragraph. Instead we let him demonstrate to us what we can do. I lived fearlessly. I was actually fearless, fearless of what I did, fearless of what I said, fearless of who I hurt, fearless in demanding the unenforceable rules of what I wanted my life to look like. I I ran my life based on what it is I wanted, um, selfish and self-centered. And I grew in this program to find out what courage meant. Fearless meant when I tried to take the hill, I I just stormed the hill and probably didn't make it up the hill. Courage made me prepare on how to take that hill. Courage taught me how to stand in the audience of wiser people and say, how do we do this? How do I take this hill of my life? And I learned through this program that I can't take the hill. I have to do this God's way. We let him remove our fear and direct our attention to what we would have him have us be. Today I ask, okay, God, what's next? What is it you want me to do? Who can I help? Who can I stand in front of? How can I serve you? That's that's all the matters right now for me. Because in that activity, I'm free of my obsession with food. And I get to work with other people and help them. And they will ask me, how did you get like this? How did you find this place? How did you find peace and serenity in the calamity of your life? How do you stand there and be calm? And the answer is simple. God, with that I pass.
5: Penny C, please press star one.
0: That
8: was Matthew. Oh, Penny, are you there?
0: I'm here, Matthew B, thank you. And Emily, Emily D. Thanks, Penny. Hi, uh,
13: Emily D, Recovered a Compulsive Overeater in Chicago. Wow, great shares this morning. Um, if I'm an expert in anything, I think I'm an expert in fear. <laughs> I could write uh, a missive every day, um, you know, and it is, I guess what's really on my heart to say this morning is that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. We have a disease and we have a solution um, to address what what ails us and it's a solution that i have a choice to pick up every day and i'm saying this out loud to myself because i think for a long time in program what got me into relapse was this idea that i had to sort of stand up and look great sound great and give you you know a veritable like ted talk on you know how far i've come and that meant that I was no longer afraid. Um, and I think, you know, when I experience fear now, which is pretty, pretty frequent, uh, because I'm human here, as I can tell, I'm not divine. I've, I've come to understand that the hardest part about that for me was it's uncomfortable. Like I can literally feel it in my body now, which is a miracle because I, I, I just, that neck up way of living was I was committed to it. And I was praised for it, you know. I wasn't an entire piece of shit in the disease. I did some great things. I made some great relationships. I started a business, right. I mean, but I was about to lose it all, which is when I came in the rooms and really got God last year. I was really sort of standing at the turning point. And it felt like, you know, I mean, I I felt like, you know, in the movie Big, I was thinking about this as as all of you were talking when – Uh, He encounters Zoltar, that machine that you plug in and it kind of powers up and it's like, you know, it gives you some guidance. And I think about that's what I need every day. I don't have the power to like be fearless. I don't. But I do have the ability when I'm afraid to pause and to check in and to really get correct with this because I think the fear for me always is I'm going to die. It really is. I mean, if I go to, like, the root of everything I'm afraid of, it's like I'm going to perish. And now I, I know that the fear is just a signal. It's a signal that it's time for courage. And God willing, today, I choose courage over comfort. And sometimes I still choose comfort. Not in the food, but maybe in social media or, you know, something else that I can just sort of turn the, my brain off and avoid. But more and more, I get that experience of like, all right, let's just address it. Let's address it calmly. Let's address it lovingly and tolerant toward myself and then move through it and then get on the other side of fear, which is what I never was able to do when I was binging. Never. Um, Just lived in that catatonic state. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for listening. And Penny, thank you for everyone doing service.
0: Thanks, Emily D. And Ken WH. Good morning.
14: Thank you, Penny. Good morning. This is Ken WH, living in Cary, North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I'm just reading that first line, we never apologize to anyone for depending upon God. There's a couple things going on there, or creator, our creator. A couple things going on there that uh, (laughs) raised an eyebrow for me. We never apologize. Why would I want or need to say I'm sorry to anyone for depending upon anything or God. I mean, that I'm, if any need to say I'm sorry to somebody, if I may have offended them or anything else, it, it, that's a weakness in me. So I, it, it doesn't make sense for me to even interpret the sentence as I'm sorry to anyone for depending upon God. Rather, I'm just reading apologize in a different light. There's a, a whole discipline of study, and it's called apologetics. And that's where it's not that you're making an excuse for or saying sorry for a creator that you may understand or not understand, but that you are studying ways of explaining that reality in your life, explaining, you're making an apologetic, if you will, for the presence and nature of that creator, power, whatever it is in your life. And that's the way I read this. And it also says dependence upon, you know, I don't apologize for depending upon God. It's not making an apology for God. I'm not making an apologetic uh, debate about the actual existence or non-existence of God in a particular way or not. But I'm um, I, I am saying out loud that my dependence upon God has made all the difference in the world in terms of my recovery, especially from compulsive eating. Um, and, and I've done a lot of study and, <laughs> and I spent a lot of years in the food and a lot of years in relapsing and relapsing and relapsing until I got a perspective on God that made me profoundly and deeply aware of my need and I'm not ashamed of that <laughs> in the very least. I am totally dependent upon my God. I thank you for the time I pass.
0: Thank you, Ken, WH. And Joanne, and your last initial, please. W? Joanne W., thank you. Go ahead.
15: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Penny, and for all the shares. Um I'm a compulsive overeater, recovering, and sugar addict. And just talking about fear and learning to walk through it with my higher power, thinking that didn't always depend on my higher power to help me or to reach out to other people. Always like self reliant But looking back at all the things that I thought were it would never change, and and then later, looking at it back now, that so many things have worked their way out, and that they don't depend on God, but that wouldn't be the truth. It would be that I do depend on Him, and I do walk with Him, I do talk to Him, but I don't invite Him to every part of my world, thinking that. Um, and that I couldn't, he couldn't help me in that way. So doing a lot of soul searching of what I think of God and Jesus and my higher power and so, and looking at my ear, my fear inventory, seeing how much I, I um, see the world as a fearful place. Growing up in a fearful place, but so there's a lot of fear that in my core of me, who I am, but I'm slowly learning to walk through it instead of hiding or, or running away. That was my favorite thing, to just run and just. So I want to thank you for the opportunity to share, and I pass. Thank you, Penny.
0: Thank you, Joanne W. And next we have Katie F. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Good morning can i be heard yes
16: you can okay good morning i'm katie up a recovered compulsive overeater in virginia and um this paragraph says it twice (laughs) two times it says we never apologize for god and or our dependence upon our creator and you know i don't think i apologize for believing in god but i did have this idea before i got recovered that I was supposed to figure this all out, that I was supposed to get all this information. I was supposed to be a responsible person. Um, I was barely an adult when I came into this program at the age of 21. And I just kept thinking that if I just figured this out, if I had the right food plan, if I had the right sponsor, if I had the right, um, you know, just design for living, then I would stop overeating. and you know, I didn't realize that my dependence did have to be on God. Um, I did separate this. I did think it was a spiritual part of the program. I didn't think that it was a spiritual program. And it wasn't until I had to hit a new bottom, um, suicidal, wanting to run off the road, but, you know, thankfully never did, obviously, um, you know, that I finally got it, that I finally understood that, that this is a spiritual program and that my dependence has to be on God. And so now 33 years later of recovered abstinence of living one day at a time through anything that life has thrown at me. It hasn't been, you know, everything has been wonderful because I'm abstinent, because I'm abstinent, you know, things don't happen to me. You know, I've gone through deaths of (laughs) too many people to even count. I've gone through, you know, bad traffic. I've gone through, uh, you know, annoying ex-wives, I've, uh, you know, step siblings who don't like me, uh, bosses who are, you know, have the audacity to tell me to do something and hurt my feelings. You know, anything I can think of, I have gone through, and it's because of my dependence on God that I have not had to pick up the food. You know, it's my own experience now, not my own experience of, look at me, I'm so great, but my own experience of being dependent on God one day at a time, through thick and thin, through whatever life has to throw at me. You know, yesterday I went to the funeral of a four-year-old, and it was so painful to watch those parents in so much pain, and I didn't have to go and get Ben and Jerry's in order to soothe my heart that was breaking for those people. And that is only because I trust God to
0: carry them and I trust God to carry me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, KDF. And we have time for one more share, probably just a minute. Does anybody um, want to take that one minute? Shanice, Go ahead,
5: please
17: hi uh this is this is shannon the grateful recovered compulsive eater from tennessee uh just real quick um when it comes to fear uh one of the things that i mean fear absolutely like someone else maybe had even said permeated every aspect of my life it was an evil corrosive thread a fabric of my existence was absolutely shot through with it um but what was causing the fear um and when i'd gotten to through The inventory and stuff, I had such a fear of people. Um, that was my main fear, just fear people, and what was causing it, uh, of course, self reliance. Why? Because I thought I had some power, and that's what I'm powerless over is the tendency, the ego, the all of the stuff that I must have spiritual help with, must have that reliance upon God with. Is my tendency to get back into self reliance and thinking some where I have some power over a person or a situation or I'm trying to grab power from a source that has none. Um, and that's that's the default. And that's where steps 10, 11, and 12, where the, the prayer and meditation, the admission of the faults, and the turning thoughts to someone I can help because God does give me the power to help others. We have recovered and been given power to help others. So those like me, I'm able to carry a message of hope by sharing my experience and that dependence upon God and what the steps has done for me. So anyway, grateful to be able to get out of fear every day. These directions work Uh, for me. Thanks. That's all I have.
0: Thank you, Shanna C. And that will be our last share. Shanna will be our last share for today. And thank you, everyone, everyone who attended, everyone who shared, and especially the people behind the scenes that um, make this meeting work. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, July 2nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 17,271, 17271. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and Tenzin is going to do that for us okay hey, um tenson you're breaking up okay um are still 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 having trouble, okay, I'm gonna to have to ask if if um Lisa B has that uh reading, would she do that for today?
7: I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, great. Yes, let me go ahead and get, oh, I was upstairs, made a flying dash. Let me get it right now. Page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you could do each day for the man who is still sick.